What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. Here we are again, assholes, for another train wreck that's going to leave your butt wrecked, probably, or your ears. We don't know. Let us. That's a new know. thing now? Train wreck that's going to leave your butt wrecked? Hey. I don't know if I signed off that one. I tell the lady that all the time. This train wreck's going to leave that butt wrecked. You're no, I do for a week. No, I don't. As always, this episode is brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. Text number 1702-608-1857. Use that beautiful, beautiful code, wannabes, for a $300 in gameplay, folks. NFL playoffs are going on right now. We're coming up close to the conference finals. Hockey playoffs are going on right now. XFL championship is this Saturday, I believe, depending on whenever you listen to this. Uh, we got USFL going on. We got the NFL coming up. The draft is done. The the schedule's out. They're in training mode right now. College football's going gonna be happening. Tons and tons of tons of shit that you can be betting on that you need to get into the action now. Go ahead and jump on. Use that code. Go ahead and save it. Put it in the bank. Put in that little digital safe that you got on their site. Okay. You can come back to it come football season whenever Zach and I start putting our picks out there and we help you win money. If you don't like us and you fade us, sorry, you're going to be losing money. Sorry about your luck, Chuck. I'm telling you right now, join on with these guys. You won't be disappointed. Great customer service. Always pay out. No arguments, no fuss, no muss, all that shit. Hit them up now. Let's go. Zachary. Edward. Are you a, a, a gentleman who stays at hotels? Yes. Uh, and I, I don't mean with prostitutes or anything like that. Oh, I was going to say, I had to, after I said that, I was like, let me clarify. Right. I right. am not a avid user of the hourly hotels. That's you, not you're not thing. a weekly visitor. No, I like to stay at hotels that are nicer than my house. Okay. To me, that's the ultimate. That is what makes it vacation. So all the times that you've stayed at a hotel, whether it be with the fam or be by yourself for work or whatever it may have been, have you ever had any weird experiences within the hotel and the hotel staff? Well, I mean, so for our first anniversary, my wife and I stayed at a hotel that was like notoriously haunted. Is that what you mean? I mean, it to some that would be weird, but a lot that is like a, an attraction to some hotels for people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is exactly why we stayed there. We thought it would be kind of cool. Um, Did you get a little ghost blowjob going? or? Well, so that's what I was going to say, right? Like, I didn't look up. She looked it up. She booked it, whatever. And I wasn't aware that. I knew it was haunted. But I thought, like you, I thought, like, Ghostbusters. There's, like, a fucking floating ghost in the bathroom or whatever, you know? But... I never looked up like what the experiences were or what people had said they experienced there. Um, but I couldn't sleep that night. I slept like shit. I probably stayed up till three 30 or four o'clock in the morning. And then I was up at six 30. We went and had breakfast at seven and it was just the worst night of sleep I ever had. And it was because we like our anniversary is during spring break. So anywhere you go, every hotel full of fucking kids, they're not in school. They're running amok going crazy, right? Well, so one, two, three o'clock in the morning, I'm hearing doors slamming in the hallway and kids like just sprinting up and down the hallway, giggling, you know? And I thought like the whole time I kept thinking like, these are such shitty parents. Like who the fuck is letting their kids just run like crazy? Because I remember, you know, when you went anywhere with your parents, it was kind of like your dad would tell you before you got out of the truck, don't fucking touch anything. Don't say a fucking word. Right? So then you get out of the truck and you're like, okay. And like you look at stuff, but you don't dare like giggle or get any kind of out of line. And so I'm just thinking in my head, like these kids need to shit beat out of them. What the hell's the matter with them? Turns out when you look up why this place is haunted, that is the most common sound is that people will call down to the front desk and complain about kids running up and down the hallway and they'll be like the only one on the floor. Really? Yeah, so apparently that's the ghost. Now, so the name of the hotel is the Emily Morgan in San Antonio. And so um, apparently it was like a mental hospital at one point, but it was also like a U.S. mail distribution area. And then it was something else. I can't remember, but whatever. The point is, is that 
Apparently, I had a ghost experience and didn't fucking know it. Go figure. Well, the story I'm about to bring up has nothing to do with ghosts. I'm sure the uh, main character in this story would probably wish it was a ghost. Okay. But uh, earlier this month, in the month of May, a Tennessee hotel guest wakes up to the night manager sucking on his toes. All right. What? So the- whoa, 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 whoa. Like he's in bed? Like he's asleep and all of a sudden toes are dribbling. Wakes up, hotel manager. Oh boy, just sitting there. What's the name of this hotel? I, um, I need it for uh, research purposes. It just says it's on uh, 4th Avenue South Hilton Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. There we go. Okay. So David Neal, a 52-year-old manager at this hotel, allegedly crept into a male guest uh, room while he was sleeping on March 30th and got intimate with his feet. According to Nashville Metropolitan Police, Neal made a key card to get into the room and entered around 5 a.m. The guest told the police he woke up to Neal's mouth around his toes and immediately confronted him. First off... There's no confronting. You're getting the other foot in your face, or I'm going to ask you. I'm beating the shit out of you. Or I'm going to tell them, hey, treat the other foot with the same love, because don't stop getting it now. No. But No, I'm not going to wish that any man suck on any part of me for a continued amount of time. So I feel like that we've discussed many strange fixations that people have on this show multiple times. 100%. This one, as soon as I came across, like, I was like, yep, this is going on the show. But I'm also like, who is that mentally, dis- like, unstable to where they're going to break it? First off, did you see this gentleman's toes? Was he wearing some, like, slides? Was he wearing a pair of Crocs? Or did you just think, wow, he's a handsome man, so he must have beautiful feet. I want to suck on them. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, full disclosure, I've never actually thought about another man's feet but like even even with women right like i've never like i don't know maybe i'm weird i could be i mean i am weird about some things when i check out women like what is like what's the first thing you look at right depend i guess it depends if they're walking walking away from you but like caps okay so you are weird but i mean like if they're walking towards you you like you look at their eyes and their smile and then you look at their tits right and then if they're walking away from you, you look at her ass. So you're a top bottom guy. No, I'm just saying like if if they're walking towards me, that's the way that it works. If they're but walking you go, away from you, you go top to bottom on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But never once have I been I don't know if I've ever checked out a woman's feet and I can guarantee I've never thought, you know what? Tonight I'm going to be sucking on them toes. I've never thought that in my life. I'm sure I've I've noticed women's feet before, maybe because of their nail polish or something like that, but I've never been like sexually aroused to where I'm like, I wonder if those feet would taste good or if they give good foot jobs or anything like that. Like uh, well, like that's what I'm saying. Like you've never like looked at them with a sexual intent. Like it was like an accident if you looked. You ever right? had a chick like ask you to suck her toes? Off. Huh? You ever had a chick ask you to suck her toes? No. Really? No. Hmm. So that means that you have. Well, so my mom asked me one time and she was just like, hey, this bunion. No, I've been asked and I've declined. Um, Feet are gross. They they are gross because a lot of people don't think about where they walk, let alone in tennis shoes or regular shoes, but they're bare feet too. Um, Yeah, no. Well, just because like, think about it. When you go to eat, you wash your hands. Absolutely. But your feet... If you're if you're barefoot, your feet have been on the floor. Most people won't even eat something off the floor. Right. I say most. Probably like 98% of people, if something has touched the floor, they're not going to eat it. I'm curious with this generation getting more into ass eating, if like the next generation is going to be the toe suckers. I don't think that's a direct correlation. What do you mean? Well, just because you eat ass, that does not mean that you're more inclined to eat feet. No, 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 not, I'm, I'm talking about the kids growing up now who are in no sexual activity, hopefully, 
once they get into the sexual activities, they're going to be like, you know what? Ass eating is a thing of the past. Eating pussy is a thing of the past. I'm going to start sucking on some toes. So it's like, it's a further progression or it's a different perversion? I wouldn't call it a further progression. I would call it a degression because, again, we just talked about, like, the disgust of feet. So it would just um, be like a new fad. But you also, you, we look at it already. You already have feet finders and you have OnlyFans accounts to where they only show their feet and stuff like that. So it's showing that that trend is moving forward and being more accepted, right? Yeah, I mean, I think kinks in general are being more accepted, but yeah. Well, until you start hooking up car batteries to a taser and shit. And Did then latch them on your on? nips. What's that? Did I have my camera on? Um, No, but that I made 50 bucks phone. last week for you. I bet it was Alexa. Alexa always gets me in trouble. That bitch. Yeah, nosy bitch. <laughs> Is it funny that they named it a woman, considering that she listens to everything that you say and then records it and then uses that shit against <laughs> you later? <laughs> Just, you know, asking for a friend. Right. So, speaking of automated shit, I have a question for you. Are you a uh, patron of, like, restaurants? Uh, at times, yeah. Okay, so you are used to services where, like, a tip is, like, kind of, it's not, like, you don't have to do it, but it's like an unwritten rule, hey, I'm supposed to tip my server. I mean, if it's a sit-down restaurant and I'm Right, yeah, like, she least... comes up, takes your order, he or she, whatever, comes up, takes your order, full service, they get a tip. Yeah. Yeah, okay. as long as it's not leave, leaving in a brown bag and it's not breakfast. Okay, and then, like, I have a rule that, like, if I'm at Sonic, which I don't ever go to Sonic, but if I'm at a Sonic and I start at one of the, like, the stalls, and if you're wearing skates, I'll give you a tip. Okay. But, yeah, other than that, like, I don't tip at Starbucks. Um, I don't tip at McDonald's. I don't, you know, the places that have little tip jars, I don't do that. But... I, 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 will you agree or do you think maybe I should ask that? Do you think that the, the expectedness of tipping has gone too far? Oh, absolutely. Um, prime example, going to get donuts for the kids a couple weekends ago, uh, lady gets the order bagged up, this and that been going there for years, never had any problems. She flips the credit card machine on her little iPad around and it says, do you want to give a tip? And I'm like, no why you 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 use some tongs and you went like this or when i order from a pizza place and i go pick it up right yeah what is that about do you want to add a tip why am i adding a tip you're doing your job now based on what you just said i just had an idea it sounds like the slope that we're heading on if you're tipping the guy that made your pizza are you now when you go to chili's are you going to tip the guy who took your burger out of the microwave right right they'll be like a kitchen tip and a waiter tip? Is that how that's going to work? Yeah. No. No, I, I, I've never worked in the food service industry, but I've heard of tells and I've known people who have. And they say the tips are all combined at the end and it's split evenly. Some restaurants do it to where the waiters get it. Some do where a percentage goes towards the chef or the cooks. Some go towards the host or hostesses. Um it's a fucked up process, in my opinion, because everybody outside of the wait staff makes pretty damn good money for that place of business, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, and, they do okay. And the, the waiters and waitresses are the ones that should wholeheartedly get those tips. Just like if you go to a bar, a bartender is going to get all those tips. Well, now, and on top of that, if you get like credit cards, because nowadays most people don't carry cash, right. a credit card tip is calculated into your taxable income. So the waitress or waiter is only making 218, but then every credit card tip also gets reported. And so if they're taking out of that money to tip like the bus boy or the kitchen or whatever, like now they're getting taxed on money they're technically not even making. Yep. But I draw the line when I read this story. Um, have you been to the only place that I know of is a Rockets game. Have you been to the Toyota Center in the last couple of years? I have not. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been there, but okay. Well, so now they are completely cashless. 
like the you know the guys that would sell beer in the like the arena sections yeah that guy doesn't exist anymore um well he didn't when i was there they still sell cotton candy but they only take card right Mm -hmm. and you can tip them and all that kind of stuff but now they have um areas where you have to scan your credit card to get access to this like you know when you go to the convenience store and there's like a wall of coolers and they have all the drinks and the shelves yeah okay and you have to open the door and you pull the drink out whatever well to get into this section there's nobody there you scan your credit card and it does like what a gas pump does where it puts a hold on your account and it grants you access to this little door that opens up. It's like a magnet door that opens. You can walk in, you can grab whatever drinks you want and then you walk out and then it automatically charges you for whatever you bought. Right. Those places are fully automated and they're asking for a tip. No. Who the fuck are you tipping? No. Like, are you, are you tipping the guy that's like watching on camera? Like, who the fuck? No one helped me. No. Why do you get a tip if you help? Because at the end of the day, you're just doing your job. Right. You're not, you're not providing, like, tipping is supposed to be for service. providing customer service that goes above and beyond what normal service would be considered. And now I'm tipping some random camera that I yeah. don't even know. Well, I'm I'm going to go what? ahead and create my own tipping app and every time I go through a self checkout, I'm going to go hit up the uh the store attendant and be like, "Hey, can you give me a tip for not stealing anything?" That was where I was going with it. I was going to say, "Well, so who gets the tip? Because if I do if I do all the work, I should get the tip." Absolutely. So then, if I take $14 worth of beer, I'm going to tip myself 50%. Yep. Fuck it, right? I did all the work. Yeah, I went and I just, got it. I went and carried it. insane. It, dude, the whole tipping thing is outrageous. I don't know if you've been to like any farmer's markets or any kind of like act outside activity where they're selling like homemade goods and stuff like that, but there are people that are doing that there as well. And I'm like, no, I'm already buying your overpriced jar of pickles. Like, Right. You just sold me four pounds of organic strawberries for $85. You don't need a tip, bro. No, you're, you're doing okay. Fucking crazy, man. These fuckers. But people, people think, oh, well, no, this is how it works. If you buy food or drinks, you're supposed to tip. And, you know, I wonder how many people tip on those automated things. I, I will tell you almost everyone does. I will tell you, I am victim of this because I panic sometimes because if they're watching me, I freak out a little bit because I'm like, oh shit, I haven't gotten my food yet. Is this going to affect the outcome of my food? So I'll normally go into the custom and I'll start pressing buttons. And when they turn around, I drop it back to zero and <laughs> then hit submit. But the bitch part is whenever they fucking check the receipt and then they look at you and go, huh? Really? Extra jizz on this burger. Now, I have heard on, like, DoorDash and services like that, what people will do is they will uh, do, like, the bait and switch. Where they will uh, put, like, a higher tip so that the driver will get their food quicker. They'll get a quicker response. And then when their food's been picked up and they're on their way, they'll lower the tip usually by at least half. Can you do that? I didn't know you could either. Like that was the first time I had ever heard of that. So then I thought, oh, I found another way to save money. Oh my goodness. I've used DoorDash in a long ass time. That place is so overpriced. All the menu items are way higher. They charge a delivery fee. And you still have to tip the driver. It's a fucking joke now. Yeah, it, it the the whole delivery service I think is coming towards the end. Granted, we still have people who are doing it because they're lazy and still want to stay inside or whatever. But yeah, I I don't I couldn't tell you the last time we did a door delivery service like that outside of a restaurant that does delivery. 
um, just some of that crap is just getting outrageous. And like how you were saying, there are some of them to where you can pay a little bit more for it to get there faster, but it really doesn't change the outcome of everything. Cause if you have a shitty driver or if the restaurant you're ordering from decides to be shitty and they're backed up and you don't get your food on time, well, now you're out an extra three bucks or whatever on top of all the outrageous charges they put on there. Then on top of that, you have to make sure that the motherfucker doesn't take your food from you. Right. Like, who's to say he's not opening the bag and sampling the merchandise? I mean, oh, but it has the sticker on there to show it. Look, I guarantee you I can go on to eBay right now and buy every restaurant, McDonald's, Burger King, all of them. I can buy their stickers, a roll of them, because some disgruntled employee left there, took a roll of them, and said, man, I'm going to start fucking people over. Yeah. Guarantee it. I mean, after I saw that YouTube video, or maybe it was a TikTok, where that guy cut the slice out of the middle of the pizza... And then, then put it all back together and made it look right. Have you seen that? Yes. Where he cuts like that little sliver out of the middle and he's able to eat pizza and then slide the pizza back together. It looks like he never even touched it. Yep. Ever since that happened, like I doubt any of these services. If I worked at a pizza place, I'd probably do that. I, I don't know if I would ever work at a pizza place. That just well, sounds like not now, but growing up. I, I don't know, man. And then like your car always smells like pizza. Ooh, I love that smell. Yeah, but if that you smelled that every day, you don't think you'd get tired of it? No. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I'd probably just burn out on pizza, to be totally honest. Mm. Pizza is life, sir. Speaking yeah, of pizza, Mr. Zach and myself, along with some of our off-camera friends, are looking at doing a pizza challenge in Richmond, Texas, at some point in June or July. It's called the Two-Foot Challenge at Fat Boys Pizzeria. Um, we have seven minutes each to devour a two foot slice of pizza. I can't even put into words to describe how big this piece of pizza is. You're hearing two foot and you're probably thinking thin crust and thin and this and that. It is a thin crust, but it's massive. Take one of those pizza dishes they deliver it out on. And this slice practically almost covers the entire thing. The way that I measured it, it kind of seems like it's in between a medium and a large pizza. And you got to eat it in seven minutes. Yeah. And the good thing is, and I have to contact the place to make sure, but I think you can order it just as cheese. So that, yeah, that's what I've seen. The challenges I've seen were just cheese. And so we're going to do it. I think we have it on the the drawing board right now that we're going to try to live stream this on TikTok. 100%. Uh, So all of y'all listening now, be on the lookout for a date. If you want to come out there and join us, we're going to try to get some merch together give out for freebies for everybody who shows up, um, helping a local business out, you know, bringing some attention to them and uh, just having a good time. And if you're unable to make it because you live in Cambodia or whatever, you know what, send your love through the social medias and wish us luck because I want the gift card and the t-shirt. I'm more excited about the t-shirt than I am the gift card. I'm kind of excited just to eat pizza. (laughs) I mean, like I'm, DiGiorno pizza doesn't do it for me, right? But like Domino's and Pizza Hut and uh, Papa John's and like the local places around here, just I just don't care. So it's a new pizza place. Um, I've had their pizza before. It's actually pretty decent. Yeah. But I like the idea of gourmet pizza. To me, that just seems better. Like, I guess obviously when you say gourmet, it should be better. But you know what I mean? Like you just go eat a piece of cardboard with some pizza toppings on it. Like anybody can make that shit. Right. So I'm I mean, hoping that it's really good pizza. I'm a harsh critic when it comes to pizza, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, hopefully they're up to snuff. Yeah, we got to start doing some training. Oh uh, yeah. May, maybe we can put a little training montage together and get it before uh, we do the actual eye of the thing. tiger going. Yeah. Like down in footlongs or something. Whoa. What? We're not That's... doing the glizzies. No, no, no. Time out. That dude, Randy Santel, shout out to the Atlas guy. He trains like that. He drinks a gallon of water and he eats two foot long subs, sometimes three. I just That's heard how he trains. Long. Damn. Huh? I just heard foot long and I was like, we're not doing glizzies, homie. What? So you started drooling? Uh... I have the weirdest boner right now. Oh, that's every day of my life. Yeah, sometimes it's just when the wind blows. I'm sorry, what? I was thinking about my boner. 
Oh my god. Um so just got breaking news. Bitty 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 beep beep. Um Jose Altuve is going to start his triple A rehab assignment with your Sugarland Skeeters slash Space Cowboys. That is correct. And what a perfect night for it too to go back to the other episode that y'all may or may not have heard already is the uh, promotional giveaway. They're doing the Jose Altuve World Series ring giveaway for the first 2,000 fans tonight. At Sugarland? Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is pretty, pretty good timing. It's almost, if this, it's almost as if the person who was planning that knew something. Hmm. That, that's a good thing. that's a good sign for the Astros because we all know they need it right now. Um, a lot of their leaders on the team are not doing what they're supposed to, and the people that are veterans that are coming on, Abreu, I'm not going to say, um, are coming not carrying Abreu. their weight. Huh? Coming on Abreu. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you and I had this conversation off camera, but my biggest complaint has not been uh, Abreu and his performance recently. And there are some reports coming out that he's been playing through an injury, which, you know, he if it, if that's true, he's doing what he want, he feels is necessary for the team. He's trying to help them. And he already sees the uh, injury list that they have, and he's not trying to be another name on that list. But Alex Bregman, like, what the fuck, dude? Like yeah. you are a bona fide leader of that team. You've been through them through all the bullshit. Um, you're batting like in the low 200. You might be under 200. He was he was last week. Now he's climbed back out, but he's still only and, at 207. And the the shit that pisses me off is like fans. Whenever you talk to him about this kind of stuff, they're all like, "Oh, he does this at the beginning of every season. He picks up." That's besides the point. All right. The point is, is that you see that y'all are starting to slowly drop down in the rankings. I mean, Seattle's above you. Los Angeles Angels are above you. Uh, the Rangers are above you. Like, this is the Astros division, and they're dom- They're supposed to be dominating, right? I'm not yep. giving up on them, but he needs to start turning around. Now, I've also posed a question before, come, before the trade deadline, if Alex Bregman should be on that list of potential players to trade. I think so if he pre- keeps performing this way in two reasons. One, his performance, which we already discussed. Two, his contract. I, I want to say he's getting paid $28 million a year. Um, until I don't the know. End. He signed a pretty team-friendly deal. He signed, I thought it was a five-year, $100 million extension. So, yeah, he – I mean, that if you do simple math, it's $20 million a year. But he might be making a little bit more than a million. Right. A little bit that more would, than $20 million a year. But, yeah. If, if the performance is not being reflected in what he's being paid – if they can get somebody to eat his contract and take him so they can go ahead and bring up a farmhand or sign somebody else who's actually performing well, uh, I'm fully behind that. As a homeowner, yes. I think that's a pipe dream. Yeah. I think there is no team right now that either wants that contract. I mean, if you just blindly took away his name and said, hey, I'm going to give you a guy that you got to pay $25 million this season who's going to bat 200. Nobody wants to pay $20 million a year for a guy who's going to bat eighth in their lineup. So that's that's one side of it. The other side of it is if you add his name to it, it's Alex Bregman. You still hear chance of cheater every time this dude comes up to bat. So okay with that. No, but what I'm saying is other teams are not. So you're going to pay $20 million for a guy in your clubhouse who's going to be a problem and your fans are going to fucking hate him. And he's not going to help your team. Nobody wants that. So the rebuttal of that is Carlos Correa is still being called a cheater while he's with the Minnesota Twins, and he's laughing about it, which he should, right? Carlos Correa was probably one of the most vocal individuals whenever it came to the whole cheating schedule. He owned up to it, and he said, y'all need to just shut your mouth because here we are. And even with the Twins, he's still a top superstar doing his thing, still getting this. And that's just a cheap way of fans trying to get under his skin, and it's not working. So they're going to do everything they can. Alex Bregman would be the same way if he goes anywhere else. I guarantee you if the Oakland A's decide that they want to get him, they will pay that contract, and they will deal with all that. And same thing for Bregman will deal with it as well. Even if he went to the Dodgers or Boston or one of these top-tier named teams, he'll deal with it. I mean, that's I just, just I disagree with you. I think I think because we live in Houston, we're a little bit jaded by it. And like, okay, so 
you brought up Correa, and I agree with you. Correa is like the poster child for the cheating scandal, right? I I agree with you. And he went to Minnesota, and you know he's doing his thing there, and he laughs at people that say that shit. Like, like I agree with you, but Bregman doesn't do that, and Bregman is playing like shit. And I don't know if you've been watching. He's not playing well defensively either. Correct. He's, he's made a lot more decisions. errors so far than he's ever made. Like I, this is, this is a player who is struggling and who's pressing, and the voices and the crowd and all those guys like they might not have been hurting when he was mashing home runs, but now that he's struggling, they're in his crawl now, man. They are fucking him up. Well, I would like to uh, say all this started. Whenever he got married, uh, changed the hair, the color of his hair at one point. Then he went to the mullet. Um, quit changing, homie. I mean, if anything, honest, baseball but... is all about uh, superstitions. You're fucking well, it up right now. Can we just be honest, though? The, the mullet is never a winning formula. Like, <sighs> not once in the history of mullets has that been a winning formula. Um, Randy Travis, sir, or Travis Tritt, or you didn't Joe even know Dippy. his name. I stand Both by of them had mullets. Killed yeah, it. but you screwed up. You were meant to say one, and you said the other one. They're the same guy. They're Does both. It? Whoa. To be fair, whoa. The most famous mullet is uh, Billy Chuck Ray Cyrus. Norris. No, Chuck Norris. No, Billy Ray Cyrus had the mullet of gods. Chuck Norris's mullet can kick your ass. Chuck Norris's ass hair could strangle you. What what difference does it make? That's Chuck Norris why it's better. Things that Duh. don't need to be said. Well, so then there's no argument. The best mullet ever, Chuck Norris, hands down, not even close. So then every argument at any point, oh, who's the better fighter, Ali or Tyson, Chuck Norris? Ah, uh, who's the better singer, this person, Chuck Norris? Like, no, singer's different. But oh, no, you're right. right. If, any fight. Hey, who's going to win? Conor McGregor or that other dude, Chuck Norris? That, I mean, that's that's all it is. That's the win. I'm going to go ahead and put up a wall of mullets, and I'm going to need you to identify them. And if you can identify Chuck Norris's correctly, then I will go ahead and accept what you're saying. Challenge accepted. Mm. I know that mullet. <laughs> I have dreamed of smelling the head and shoulders and sweat from that mullet. I bet you he doesn't even use Aquanet. That shit just stays curly. I don't even think that dude washes his hair. It just naturally cleans itself. He does like a couple of of windmill kicks and it just comes clean. And it glistens like a fucking lion's mane. (laughs) You're just jealous because he can totally rock an 80s mullet. I had a mullet when I was a kid. Not by choice. Normally, but whatever. Right. So, By the way... Carlos Correa last year hit 291, so the Twins are paying him pretty decent money for a good player. He's batting 191 right now, so we probably don't really want to talk about him right now. But Bregman is slightly above that. Mm. I just so, I think I think a lot of people when they talk about their teams, when players are struggling, they always talk about trading them and and like I agree with you. I think you know what's the best way to get rid of somebody that's not performing on your team? Fucking trade them. But I just feel like Alex Bregman. There's just nobody that wants that. Well, and I'll give you that. Like the reason why Dusty hasn't benched him is because we don't have anybody to replace him to try to teach him a lesson, right? Exactly. There is and, no one else on this roster right now, and that that's a problem. Like, could you try Dubon at third whenever uh, Altuve comes back? Maybe, but. I mean, Dubon has earned his playtime. That is a guy who will not be seeing the bench very much. So it's going to be interesting. I just I don't like the inconsistency of Alex Bregman, and I know I'm one who on this show have tooted my horn about Alex Bregman being the next MVP and this and that. I'm always eager for the 2018-2019 Alex Bregman to come back, but it seems like ever since his injury with his thumb, I think it was. It's like his wrist, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. In his last full season before the wrist injury, uh, 2019, he hit 296. Since then, his highest batting average is 270. Which, I mean, and we're not even seeing a glimpse of that right now. If he was hitting 270 right now, I would be all about it. We wouldn't have this conversation. 
the guy is still elite with his eyes. Yes. Because his on-base percentage right now is 327. Usually, your on-base percentage is just under 100 points higher than your batting average. Right now, his is 120 points higher than his batting average, and that's because he still has command of the strike zone. Now, on top of that, though, it seems like I, I know this might sound like a homer pick or whatever because I'm an Astros fan, but go fuck yourself. When I watch the games, Bregman is getting squeezed. His strike zone is an inch and a half larger on the outside and the inside and above and below than everyone else. Yeah, And, and that includes other players in the lineup. The only other player that gets some kind of, of like treatment like that is Altuve. Now, I saw it in the World Baseball Classic, and I saw it a little bit towards the end of last season. Obviously, he hasn't played this year, so I'm going to watch that. And, of course, I watch almost every Astros game, but it seems like he's not getting a fair shake. Um, I feel like the Astros, it's pretty even. You know, some calls go that way, some calls go this way, but it just seems like 90% of the time, if there could be a call to go Bregman's way, it always goes against him. Oh, and yeah. Now, obviously, you know, that doesn't account for – yeah, they're still throwing him pitches. They're still throwing him strikes, but two oh seven just does not get it, not get it done. And he's got to step it up. I mean, he, like you said, he's supposed to be a leader on this team, and he's shitting the bed right now. So, as I keep telling everybody else, we still have a lot of baseball left to go. We still got a lot of transactions that could happen, and I'm not saying the one that I propose, but. We don't know how the season's going to go. We don't know if all the guys that are on the injury list are going to come back because Michael Brantley keeps getting pushed back. Altuve showing signs tonight, like we mentioned. Uh, McCullers, I could care less about. Arkady, they're looking at somewhere around All-Star, if not all, after All-Star. Uh, Javi, what's, what's the latest word on Christian Javier? Done? No, you mean Luis Garcia. Or I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luis Garcia got he's gonna have Tommy John surgery. He's done for eighteen months now. Yeah. So I mean they're they're drawing straws at the pitching, they're drawing straws at batting. Um But like you well, said though, they have guys in the minors that they can trade. Um there's a lot of guys they have that play a bunch of different infield positions that are kind of roadblocked with coming to the majors. Um we could use a first baseman, but a lot of those guys we can trade for starting pitching. I think it's time to see the Forrest Whitley kid in the majors. Call him up. Yes. Let him see what he's got. I mean, do it now because if you do it later on in September call-ups, those games are going to mean a shit ton more than they mean in oh, May. Almost definitely. So I think do it now. And I know I know the Astros front office, they want to play that game where, well, if I call him up too soon, then it starts his major league clock and blah, blah, blah. And they want to play all these, you know, time games. Like, fuck all that. You need to win, and we're what we're nine games behind Tampa Bay for the first, the best record in Major League Baseball. So, well, best record in the American League, which I think Tampa Bay is going to fall by the wayside. There's no way that this pitching staff in Tampa Bay is going to hold up what they're doing. Um, I don't know if you saw this stat, but right now Tampa Bay has five starters that nobody's probably heard of except for one dude, and they're paying the entire pitching staff. $22 million, and as a starting staff, their ERA is like 293. Mm. Um, if you go straight from Florida to New York, where most people that are in Florida have retired from New York, in New York, the Mets are paying two guys that you might have heard of, uh, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. and uh, they're paying those guys $88.8 million this year and their ERA combined is like 440, I believe. Oof. So there's pit. What I'm saying is there are pitchers out there that can come in and eat up innings. This is a year where you wish you had a guy like Odorizzi, where you just throw him out there and you know he's going to give you seven. He might give up five runs. He might give up one run, but he's going to be able to pitch through multiple innings and it keeps your guys healthy. Like you said, Lance McCullers, I mean, at this point, the guy's been on the shelf for so long. He's constantly hurt, and then when he does come back, he's spotty at best. I mean, I think it's time to move on from that guy. Even though, like, he's diehard Houston, he's diehard Astros, I get it. But, you know, sometimes you just got to cut your losses. 
Well, this team is in trouble. Let's just be honest. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, the, the one thing about this show is you'll get the truth on it. We're not going to go ahead and be like, oh, but the Astros are going to come back and they're going to go to the World Series and win it all. Yay! No. Well, I have every belief that they're going to do everything they can to make the playoffs. Uh, After that, I don't know. Playoffs right now don't look like they're happening. I mean, it's you continue this. more of a long shot only because the division fucking blows. Right. But, I mean, the other teams can start putting all cylinders on and just go ahead and leave them in the dust like the Astros have done to the rest of the division in previous years. But Well, this, the division leaders right now are the Texas Rangers. And they're up by, what, so, three and a half? Two and a half? Uh, I mean, it's, they're 23 and 14, and the Astros are 19 and 8. So, yeah, it's like three. What's that? Four and a half, five. Yeah, see, it's not like, that much considering there's 125 games left in the season. And but still, that goes back to what I said. A lot, a of, lot baseball. of baseball to be played. A lot so, of baseball. It's okay to have the panic brakes on now, but don't leave them on. Just go ahead and tap the brakes a little bit. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're not pulling parachute yet, but yeah. we have our foot hovering over the brake for sure. But I do want to talk about somebody who's disappointing, and it's going to move away from Major League Baseball, and we're going to go to former NFL wide receiver who was bound to be a Hall of Famer, Antonio Brown, everybody's favorite nut job. Antonio Brown recently, those of y'all who don't know, uh, became part owner of an arena football team in the arena or the National Arena League. Uh, the team that he purchased was the Albany Empire. First off, I didn't even know arena football was still a thing. Um, I, this is apparently, I was going to say, how many teams are in that fucking league? I've never even heard of it. So this, this league has been operated since 2017 based off the quick information I could do. And they have the Albany, Albany empire, Carolina Cobras, Columbus lions, Jacksonville sharks, Orlando predators, and San Antonio gunslingers. So everyone's on the East coast except for San Antonio. Yeah. Well, that's weird. It's very weird. Um, all right. Just side note, the names for these teams are a little odd because, um, you know, normally you try to associate the team name with the city or state that you're getting from. Somehow, yeah. Last time I was in Carolina drinking, I never saw any Cobras there. Uh. Um, there might be some Lions in Columbus. I'm not sure. Sharks are all everywhere in Florida, so that makes sense. Uh, Orlando Predators seem to fit because I'm sure there's a lot of pedophiles around there. I didn't um, go that direction, but okay. <laughs> but the San Antonio Gunslingers. So I have to say, before I move on with this story, every Texas team that comes up outside of the Cowboys and the Oilers, football-wise, they just try to make Texas seem like this redneck, like, ranch land, if you will. Yeah, like it's still the wild fucking west or something. Right. So, like... XFL, you have the Roughnecks, and they're going off all the oil and all that. That I understand, though. Like That one makes sense. The Houston Gamblers, where gambling is illegal in Texas. Right, yeah. Like There's no one in the state of Texas that has a gambling license. Back to the XFL, San Antonio, I don't know why Dwayne Johnson and his ex-wife chose this, but I think it's just so he could have something he's related to on a team. But the San Antonio Brahmins, I... I get it's a kind of bull, but I don't think they're in that area, let alone in Texas. I could be wrong. I think I, they are in Texas, but, yeah, I think they're north. Right. Um, I, and mean, they, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong. What else? XFL. Uh, the Arlington Renegades. I mean, that's kind of dumb, but I get it. And then I think that's it. But, yeah, and then the San Antonio Gunslingers. Well, and so, like, the Houston Gamblers for the USFL, I mean, that that's just a throwback to when, what, was it Jim Kelly that played for them? I believe so. And so, I mean, that's that's where that name came from. Now, the question is, what the hell were they thinking in the 70s and 80s to call them the Gamblers? I don't know. Right. But, side note, there is uh, a petition now to have sports betting and gambling legal in the state of Texas. There's a big push for that going on right now. If it's going to pass or not, I have no clue. I don't have any hope that it's going to pass, but it could. And then if that happens, we could be doing broadcasts from casinos, which would yeah. be fucking But I mean, awesome. that's always on the table with uh, Texas, so we'll see. 
But right. Anyways, back to this story. Antonio Brown being part owner of Arena Football Team, and things are not going too well. Um, apparently, their head coach for the for the Empire quit due to not being paid. There are players that have quit because of not being paid. Other players were highly pissed off because they arrived to their hotel rooms that the team was supposed to organize, and they weren't given keys because the bill wasn't paid or a deposit wasn't put down. So a lot of financial problems coming up as soon as Antonio Brown comes on. Is he taking the money? Is he just not doing anything with it? Don't know. But the president of the team or the owner, somebody within the team, one of the owners, excuse me, came out and said there was a new payroll system that came in whenever Antonio Brown joined, uh, no affiliation between the two, something like that. And they're in the process of getting all that fixed. But I mean, what, why does trouble just fall, follow this guy around? Well, I mean, I think he is the trouble, right? You know, like, does it follow you? And like, do some people have bad luck and stuff like that? Yeah. But you could look at the situation and be like, ah, you know what? If I was in that situation, I can kind of see how it would spiral to that. Or I can kind of see how we got that. I don't see how any of this stuff happens. Yeah. This, this is just, I, I don't, I've heard, I've heard stories where people think this dude has multiple personalities and he might, and, you know, and like now he could be bipolar, right? If he's bipolar and he's not medicated, he goes through like spells where he's like really involved and really stuff's going on and he's all about it. And then other stuff, he's like, I don't even want to deal with that. Or, you know, maybe he just thought it would be a really cool idea to be in charge. And then it turned into everybody's asking me questions about everything and he doesn't know what he's doing or he, he doesn't know how to hire a staff and he hired like, people that are terrible at the job, but they were able to like schmooze him because think about how many athletes have made millions and millions of dollars and invested in the wrong things. Oh, absolutely. Right. So it's possible that he invested in all this stuff thinking that I'm going to make buku bucks, but other people saw it and was like, well, he's investing and he's got the money, but he doesn't know what he's doing. So we can fleece this dude. Right. So, I, look, all the facts aren't out there about why they're not getting paid and why there's no money and all that kind well, of stuff. So I'm going to wait and hold judgment, but I mean, I'm going to venture a guess that he's probably, you know, 70% responsible for this. Well, I think I'm going to back Antonio Brown on this one, and I don't think it's his fault. I think it's the league's fault, and I'm only going to go off this one thing that I found. So doing okay. my research, whenever you do research on something, you try to go straight to the source, this being the National Arena uh, League. I went to their website. First off, website sucks donkey dick. Like, it's yep. garbage. I Nothing popped up. All their tabs, whenever you try to click on it, doesn't take you anywhere. doesn't even try to load. doesn't do anything on it. There's no working links. There's no working data. There's no information. You click on the stat page to see what's been going on this season. Nothing. I had to go to like a third-rate source to see what happened last year or some of the stuff that's been happening this year just to know what's going on with this league. So, I mean, you can't even handle a simple website. Because there's nerds out there that will do it for you. They're looking for a job. They're looking for an internship. They're looking for something to boost their resume. And this guy you got from Derive is not cutting it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that second rate. Uh, hey, can you spot me five dollars so I can go on Fiverr and have a guy make a yeah for me? I guess that probably wasn't the right. Uh, I look. I don't know. I, I agree with you. And like I said, that's why I wanted to to hold back a little bit of judgment. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if he's the guy calling all the shots, right, then he's the one that's hiring all these people or he's at least putting people in position to hire all these other people. And, you know, maybe he's just not cut out to do that, man. Or these are people thinking, dude, that's Antonio Brown. We can totally fuck with this dude and he would never know it because it's fucking Antonio Brown. Do you see that? Instagram live video he did where he was yelling at the cops whenever he was about to get arrested and this and that. Dude, let's fuck this guy over. Yeah. There's tons of shit out there that could possibly happen. 
I, it's weird that the moment that he joins on with the team, all this shit starts happening. Because I want to say, I think the Empire were the champions last year, possibly. Um, their star quarterback that helped them win the championship the previous year, he bounced and he's immediately signed with another team. So, I mean, there there could be signs of Antonio Brown's antics happening, but I don't know. I want to give the man the benefit of the doubt, but if it comes out to where he's fucking up again, um, yeah. You're I'm done. just putting it out there because I feel like Tom Brady is probably a, well, you know what? Before I even say this, I I'm contradicted immediately. I'm thinking that he's just a bad dude. Um, I was going to say Tom Brady probably knows a little something about people's character. And uh, Antonio Brown was able to dupe him because he personally brought him into Tampa Bay. He got rid of Bruce Arians so that Antonio Brown could come play for him in Tampa Bay. And he still pulled those antics there. And I was going to say, Tom Brady doesn't usually go out on a limb for people, and he's usually pretty good at judging people. But then he also lost $600 million to that dude for the FTX thing. So clearly he doesn't know all that much. And I think that's the reason why him and Giselle ended up getting a divorce because she's like, this motherfucker's losing all my money. Mm. So, mm. but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean that Antonio Brown is just, He's just not good at decision making. We'll keep y'all posted on this. I'm gonna make reach out to uh, the National Arena League or Emily National hey, Arena man. League. Get him on the phone. Yeah, get her uh, to do something finally. Yeah, so our new intern, intern Emily. She's gonna help us out with that. We're gonna try to get them for an interview uh, and see if we can't get to the bottom of this. But with football talks going on, the NFL schedule has finally been released. One of my least favorite days of the year, and people can call me stupid on it. I don't give a shit, but this falls in line with the combine and the NFL draft. I really don't give a fuck about who they're playing. They're going to have to play regardless. So, But all the nerds and the analytic people are out there going crazy right now, putting out all their projections and stuff like that. Zach is a Denver Bronco fan. I'm a Houston Texans fan. Zach, I'm going to let you go first on this. Spit it out. What's your record for Denver? Uh, so, if Russell Wilson plays exactly the same as he did last year, seven or eight wins. Mm. And that's being, like, fully positive. Um, if Russell Wilson can show some glimmer of 2017 or 18 Russell Wilson, honestly, maybe 11 wins. Not a lot. I mean, 11 is still a good number. Well, but it used to, like, when it was 11 and 5, that was a good number. But 11 and 6, right? That's basically, 11 and 6 is basically the new 10 and 6. So you've got them going from a 5 and 12 season and jumping up to a minimum 8 win season? 7 or 8, yeah. So I, I only see, like, it depends. I think their draft was great. Um, I think their draft was good, maybe a little bit better than good, but not maybe just under great. Um, it depends on free agency. Obviously, there's a long way to go. You know, if guys get hurt, like if Jerry Judy gets hurt again and KJ Hamler is hurt again and Tim Patrick is hurt again, then like, you know, now you're down to your fourth and fifth wide receiver on the other side of uh uh oh my god i lost his name Cortland sutton there you go and if it's Cortland sutton the number one guy with a number five wide receiver on the other side there's not much he can really do and then you know obviously with javante getting hurt early in the season last year kind of hamstrung like their game plan so there's just a lot of questions for this team, and I'm not very optimistic that Russell Wilson's going to, you know, rekindle that flame. I do like Peyton. Sean Peyton is light years above where the coach was last year. Nathaniel Hackett was just not the guy. Sean Peyton could be the guy. I fucking hope so. We gave up a lot for him. Yeah. But, I mean, you kind of give – I mean – Let's be honest. He's the guy who's on the cusp of being a Hall of Fame coach, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he was clearly the best coach available. 
that anybody had heard of. Right? Obviously, some of these guys from the college ranks, they could be the next Sean McVay. We don't know. But as like on paper at the time, he was the best coach. They went and got him. We'll see what happens. I, 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 as a fan, I think they could compete for the division if everybody, everything falls right. Well, but just, just to add to what you're saying, Sean Payton, Hall of Fame coach, he should be, but will probably get blocked because of Target Gate or whatever they were calling it. Yeah, Bounty Gate. Well, but bounty Gate. I mean, I'm just saying. Besides all that, like he's on the cusp. I don't think he's a solidified Hall of Fame coach yet, but he's on the cusp. Like he's he's definitely one of the best coaches of this era right now not doing any roster diving yet and looking at the individuals that have moved because there are a lot of hidden people that moved that i was unaware of because yes our multiple interns that suck fucking ass cracks uh never gave us the information that we needed but i looked over denver's schedule and i got them going eight and nine just off of whim this is yeah. a rough draft no i think that's a fair assessment um you know, I would. I'm with you on that. I, I I think that Sean Payton should bring more than uh, Hackett did. I I think that the weapons are there. Of course, with any scenario in any team, healthy players is what's going to make it. Um, hopefully, Russell Wilson has learned a lot. Um, he's hopefully. told uh, his wife to chill out on the new Gluck Gluck yeah. thing that she does on every Tuesdays. Um, you know, hopefully this team can turn around. But at the same time, it's one of the tougher divisions. Only because of two of the three, two of the four other teams there, right? You got the yeah. Chiefs and Chargers that are going to be a struggle. They have to face off against them twice a year. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that right there, just those four games could be three or four losses for the season. And they could be. Um, and just looking at some of the data that I've already collected, looking at Denver in comparison for the past three years, uh, they've yet to beat Kansas City and. Right. They're three and three against the Chargers. With That's Vegas. one stat that most people don't know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, like obviously world beater quarterback, he has never lost to the Denver Broncos, not once, not in his career. And then looking at him against Vegas, um, I see four, five, maybe six losses to Vegas. Yeah, six. I, mean, I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't know how Garoppolo is gonna look on that team. That's gonna be. I mean, he's been a winning quarterback in San Francisco. San Francisco has a hellacious defense. I don't know how Las Vegas's defense is gonna fare. And yeah, th again, this could be a new year on it. Uh, a lot of changes happening out in Vegas, so we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, a little little rough draft action got them at the uh, eight and nine. Moving over to the Houston Texans, just doing a quick glance and just knowing a little bit more about this team than the rest, just because I'm a homer. I think my number is going to surprise you. Mine? I don't want to – you know what? Let's just – what is it? I've got them at nine and eight. Yes, I know. Shocked, right? You, I mean, the, is C.J. Stroud – better than davis mills i mean he has to be right um yeah he has so, to be what did they go last year uh four or no two three two and three thirteen and one okay here i am so claiming I'm to be a homer and i'm stumbling over that the schedule looks pretty tough for them because like for sure wins I think they're going to split with the Colts. Okay. Right. So there's one. Um, I think they're going to beat the Falcons because unless Desmond Ritter magically throws it together, which I don't know. They did draft that running back, right? So he could be a bright spot. I don't know. that. I, I'm going to put that as a win for the Texans. I think they beat the Buccaneers because I don't know where that team is going. I think they beat the Cardinals because I don't know what's going on there. But after that, I don't have much else. So I've got them beating Indy both times, Tennessee both times. So beating, who's the quarterback for Indianapolis? It's Anthony Richardson. But there's not an. I thought they had a quarterback on the roster. Uh, 
uh, Garner Minshew. Well, he's going to start for a while. Well, it's the second game of the season. I mean, okay, sorry. Go ahead. So they're going to beat the Colts twice. They're going to beat the Titans twice. I ooh, I don't know about that. I got them upsetting Pittsburgh. I don't beating, know if that's an upset, but okay. Beating Atlanta, beating Carolina, beating Tampa Bay, beating Arizona, and that's it. I mean, so it you, doesn't sound improbable. Steelers, I think the Steelers are better than you think. I and, think the Colts are going to be better than you think. But the the Colts game last of the season, that'll, that'll be like Anthony Richardson. He's going to be fully immersed in that offense by then. I don't it's going to be building to the next year, and I really I think Anthony Richardson is the most talented most talented guy in this draft at the quarterback position. Wow! So I think he's going to shock people. The issue is that every year when I look at quarterbacks, I look at completion percentage. His in college was less than fifty six percent. That's horrible. But I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be good. His completion percentage was like eighty three percent, and he looks like shit. Yeah. So, I mean, look, maybe you're right because everything that you said, you have a valid argument. I just, I'm putting them at four wins, maybe five. Um, but I think it's because the team just needs time to gel around CJ Stroud. I do think CJ Stroud eventually will be a serviceable quarterback. I don't think that he will so. be, be. I don't think he'll be better than Kirk Cousins, but I. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll end up being better than Kirk Cousins, but I think this team would be good with a Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Um, they have a great running game. Uh, Pierce had a pretty good season. I think this team. Like, so we've had this discussion before. I think superstar quarterbacks are great until you have to pay them. Yep. Right. And having a guy that you're not going to have to pay. $5 billion at the end of his five-year deal helps a franchise. And so, like, I know everybody knocks Kirk Cousins, but if I had Kirk Cousins on my team and I had, like, the Baltimore Ravens defense or the Denver Broncos defense from 2015 or the 49ers defense from last year, like, I'm okay with that because then I can get a running back in the second round. I can have B-plus wide receivers, and if I'm winning games – you know, 24 to 10, I'm okay with that because I'm winning games. And if it wins me a Super Bowl, that sounds fucking spectacular. Well, it's going to be interesting. And, yes, we've only put out these two teams on this show right now. Uh, but I feel like you and I should do some rough drafts as far as the league and post them on our social media. I think we'll regroup and reevaluate and resubmit after preseason before week one. Our projections as far as – the records for the teams, what do you think? Yeah, that makes sense because then, you know, all the roster moves will be done. Most of the injuries will be done. We'll see how people look after, you know, the injuries they had last year, see how much people are going to be used. We should have a decent idea. Um, also, before the season starts, we'll have all the details worked out for my pick them for each week. Um only modification is I'm only going to pick three games this year. Um, they'll be both or all three will be from the 12 o'clock or the three o'clock window central time. So obviously Sunday, early games, Sunday, late games, but I won't be doing Thursday night football, the random Friday night football. I won't be doing that. Um, it'll all be Sunday at noon and Sunday at three o'clock. I'll pick three of those games. If you beat my record, then you'll get some money. So, you know, we'll we'll work out all those details. We'll have some TikTok videos that explain how to do it. We'll have the, the rules on the website and all that. So, Guys, we started this challenge with RR Sports Betting last year, and Zach is a pompous ass if you haven't learned yet. And when it comes to him and the NFL spreads, like, of course, he was undefeated last year because nobody stepped up to the plate. They were too scared. At the beginning of the season, he was straight fire. He was going to be costing people money left and right. And then towards the middle of the season, he started to burn out a little bit, had a little couple of uh, ticks up here and there. But, I mean, last year, based off his performance, you could have been winning money and you didn't do it. So Free money. 
we're coming up on the 2023-24 season, and there's a chance that you can do it, but you have to apply yourself to it. We can't give you the money. We can't. We're trying, but we can't. You got to do your part. Okay? Yeah, it's it's not it's not easy to beat me. But last year you could have done it a significant amount, but no balls. Nope, none. So we'll see if any of you uh, degenerates are up for the challenge. Like you said, we'll get all the details out well before the season starts so you can go ahead and do all your homework. Go ahead and buy all your websites, data information to try to make you top-notch and know who's going to cover every spread. But I don't think you're going to beat Zach. I really don't. Just don't. Nah. Shit's we. The next time you're sneaking into a hotel room and you're going to go suck off some person's toes, uh, make sure you wake them up beforehand and go, hey, before I do this, you need to listen to Do Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. <laughs> or however toe sucking goes. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking more of uh, the next time that you're arrested for sexual assault by sucking on some random dude's toes. <laughs> When you get arrested and you're in jail, you know, like you have to wait to meet the judge. Start talking to your cellies about two of the athletes talk sports. Tell them, tell them you learned about your crime from two of the athletes talk sports. Maybe we'll get some people that listen that way. And you know what the crazy thing is? I'm sure there's going to be a cell phone in the cell with you. Y'all can just go ahead and bring it up right then and there. For sure. I mean, how many cell phones get smuggled in? I mean, tons. Yeah, there's. Every, I'm, I bet everyone with an asshole has had a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're on all things social media. I know we keep blabbing about it throughout the show, but you need to go check it out, see what we're doing. Let us know what you think of it. Tell us some things you don't like about it, whatever. You know, we're here. Ha- we're having fun. Yeah, tell uh, us don't we're forget, amazing. Tell us we suck. Tell don't us forget hate to, us. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, rrsportsbetting.com. Sign them up. Use the number we gave at the beginning. Use that code wannabe and get your free gameplay with it, too. Uh, again, that's another thing. They're giving out free money, and you're just wasting the time on it. Just do it. But as always, this has been another episode of Two Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time, assholes. Always the fuck